When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is ESPN Radio. I'm just I'm just here for the fun. I'm here for the fun, Amber. I'm going to butcher stuff. Male, you know, male practice. It happens. Very, very different implication there. Coming from uh, the Amber Wilson. Jay Williams, right? Uh, Amber Wilson, Jay Williams, take it out with you here on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to us, or watch us, rather, on ESPNU. The Jets, Jay, they're going to be on Hard Knocks. Is this going to be a problem for the team that it will be their second time that they've been featured on the HBO show? The first time, though, was back in 2010. So it has been a minute since they have been on Hard Knocks. A lot has happened for the New York Jets since that time. Notably, Aaron Rodgers is now at the helm. Well, first off, I need to recover, Amber, because I just sprinted all the way down the hallway for the coffee machine. It fell Rolled over, caught myself. <laughs> what? Um, there were two people looking at me because I have drop foot, right? So I can't run the same way. So I end up tripping over my left foot a lot. Uh, but why the hell is the coffee machine a mile away here? This is It's Bristol. in the half. You went all the way to the half calf? Yes. Well, I don't, where else am I going to get coffee? No, there, you're right. I never, I've never other, understood the, why there wasn't one closer to the radio there, studios. There i got to be honest. There is one. Well, they're, they're they're very much oh, yeah, you guys no, have the green room. You you have the little green room, right? Is well, it? Does no, that have a coffee no, no, machine now? You just go up the stairs, right? Here in the radio department, just go upstairs. There's a Or downstairs, honestly. Yeah. They're, they're this two is way closer. very inside oh, right see, now. Is there not, is like two on, people hey, listening to the, us that have any idea what we're talking about, and they both work at ESPN. They never have any coffee cups. So, like... That's See? so. That's the issue. The it's, there's something closer there, but no. they don't have any coffee. I just hold on. Isn't Jay? Jay's like you know a professional athlete, Amber, right? I mean, number one pick. Old. I'm out here like a pirate on one leg. I, with well, I just okay? I thought you'd have like a whole staff serving you coffee you when you talking? were in Bristol. I, I literally. Did you have a runner? Got, so we have just so people understand. You know, we got off air at 6.55, so we have a five-minute break until 7 till we start the top of the show again, right? So, for me, as soon as, as soon as we were done, Amber, I was like, I'm out. I started sprinting down the hallway, and I just barely made it back with 30 seconds before the show started. I'm, my knee is sore. My knee is swollen right now. And this is what I have to go through just to get a good cup of joe. Uh, it's you tough. Know? It's tough living over there at ESPN. I will say one of my very favorite things about being in Bristol is that campus is phenomenal. The fact that you guys have a Starbucks also nearby. I mean, Doesn't shout out to ESPN. That is the seven. way to do life. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, well, it's 7 now. It is 7.03. There you go. Go there get you yourself go. some uh, Starbucks. I'll take over from here. The Jets, though, they are on hard knocks This, I think, is the only way to go if you're HBO and the NFL. Mm -hmm. Of course, you have to choose the Jets. I get why Robert Sala doesn't want anything to do with this. He's going to be under some scrutiny here this season, frankly. He's gotten a little bit of a pass so far. If it doesn't look as good or doesn't amount to much with Aaron Rodgers at the helm, then you're kind of going to be out of excuses if you're the head coach of that team. So he's probably concerned about the scrutiny, but also the distraction of the cameras in the locker room. Well, also, though, Amber, it was about the way you found out, right? So when Adam Schefter posted that the Jets were going to be the lead for Hard Knocks, I've been talking about this for the last several weeks now because there was really no other team in the NFL, probably with the exception of maybe Lamar Jackson and things happening in Baltimore, 
that I thought the storylines were so riveting that it would be worth paying attention to. But, like, it was a picture of <laughs> Zach Wilson and Aaron Rodgers next to each other in which this kind of exploded. I mean, all my friends are starting to talk about what does that relationship even look like? We're still in the honeymoon phase of Aaron Rodgers in New York City, right? Mm -hmm. The growing pains are going to come along with that, with Sauce Gardner and the personalities now on this team. I mean, to me, I think this is a home run. I think the storylines that you can follow. Also, like, with the fact that Aaron Rodgers, the same path, that Brett Favre has kind of traveled down, minus lawsuits and things of that sort, um, just as a caveat. Yeah. I feel like it's so similar. Like, why wouldn't you lean into that storytelling if you're the NFL or if you're just films trying to look for great content? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you're talking about a guy in Aaron Rodgers who leans into it, right? Like, that man loves attention, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking about ego and athletes throughout the entire show. That dude has one of those, uh, which again, they all do and they all love attention or they wouldn't be doing what they're doing. But Aaron Rodgers seems to love it more than most. He held us all hostage <laughs> forever in terms of every offseason, what he was going to be doing with his future plans, right? It was always the Aaron Rodgers watch. Now that's over because he's actually there in a New York Jets uniform. He's no longer on Jeopardy, but this is an opportunity for him to be on TV nevertheless. And on our TV sets more than just on Sunday. Sundays. I think it's a brilliant strategy by HBO and by the NFL. And frankly, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be affected by it at all. I mean, I think it's one of the advantages of bringing in a dude who is such a vet in the league in Aaron Rodgers. Like you've got a 38-year-old quarterback at the helm who has quite literally done everything you can in the league. What Super Bowls, Super Bowl, a Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, multiple league MVPs. He's accomplished it all. I don't think he's going to be overwhelmed at the prospect of some hard knocks cameras being around. I mean, look, this is the second time the Jets have been featured in Hard Knocks, right? The, the first time was in 2010 with Gang Green where they got to the AFC Championship game for the second straight season. So if you're a Jets fan, the history is on your side here. But then there's also the curse of Hard Knocks too, Amber. On, on the other hand, where six of the last eight teams that have participated in this have missed the playoffs. So as we're looking at the overall landscape of the AFC and how loaded the AFC is with all the talent, right? You may mention of some of your top duos in the National Football League. And you got Joe Burrow. You have made the mention of Justin Herbert and Mike Williams. You know, could they be a breakthrough team in that, in that conference? And it just leads to that question, like, ultimately, will it happen for the Jets? Can Aaron Rodgers in year one of transitioning from Green Bay to the New York Jets lead a team that has a big time defense that has a lot of pieces to be great? But can he get them over the hump and into the playoffs? Uh, speaking of duos, I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson yes. could easily be on that list after this season. I wasn't going to give them the nod before I've seen it. But Garrett Wilson had 83 catches last season, 13.3 yards per catch. That was with Zach Wilson and Mike White throwing him the ball. Imagine what is going to look like with Aaron Rodgers. So would not be surprised at all if that connection ranks in terms of one of the best connections in the NFL between a quarterback and a wide receiver. You're right. Six out of the eight uh, have missed the playoffs. Nevertheless, I think that's a little overstated when it comes to hard knocks because the only teams that are being featured on hard knocks are traditionally bad teams, right? Mm -hmm. They're the teams that can't say no. I mean, there's all these parameters to it. And there was only a couple teams this season that qualified for the parameters and it left the Jets in a position where they couldn't say no, even though they didn't actually want to do hard knocks. Some of those parameters have to do with how bad you were the season before. So it's if you're a great team, the Kansas City Chiefs, 
can say no to hard knocks. Like, they don't qualify for hard knocks. So it's overstated. It's always featuring a team that is typically rebuilding. Like, this Jets team is going to be one of the better teams that has been featured on hard knocks in terms of talent in quite some time. So my biggest takeaway, Amber, is that, number one, for content purposes and for us, I love it. I love the oh, target yes. of the Jets. Oh, yes. It gives us more to talk about. We can lean into Aaron Rodgers. Yes. As a player for the Jets or as somebody in the front office, I would absolutely despise it. I would hate it. I do not need really? another distraction. Like, I, I literally last night wrote down a list of the distractions that they have to already fight through. So, number one, just the pressure of New York media. That, you and I both know that is a real thing. That is a different thing than any other city and how they press you, how they look for details, how they make something out of nothing every single day that Aaron Rodgers will have to deal with it and that other young players will have to do it. So that's distraction number one. Two, just adding expectations with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, a third-year head coach trying to change the direction of the franchise and Robert Sala, who up until this point has handled the media, I think, pretty well. But now there's added the pressure for a team that has championship um, you know, thoughts or ex- expectations. A lot of young key players on the roster that are developing. And also, Amber, a really tough-ass schedule. One of the toughest schedules in the league. First six games, Bills, Cowboys, Pats, mm-hmm. Chiefs, Broncos, and Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, who's putting out work videos like he is on his way to have a chance to win MVP. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it, it just seems like Russ is locked in differently this year as opposed to others. And then the Eagles, your first six games. Like, so that, that is a lot to endure. And I'm not saying that the Jets can't do it, but the more I can minimize distractions is the more I want that for my team that's trying to find in year one with a quarterback that already has immense pressure on him, Amber, to find a way with young pieces. There's a lot of pressure on this entire team because it's a team that we expect to be able to win now, now that Aaron Rodgers is at the helm. Like, that was the piece that was missing from this New York Jets team. There was certainly nothing nothing missing from this team defensively, and we'd been talking about how the trajectory of this team was right on track. If, in fact, they could find their guy at quarterback, well, they found their guy at quarterback. So there's a lot of pressure on this entire team. There's a lot of pressure for Aaron Rodgers to do it in a different uniform, of course, because of the drama that happened there in Green Bay. He's going to want to stick it, essentially, to the Packers. There's a lot of pressure on Robert Sala in terms of job security. I just, I'm surprised to hear you say the player angle though, because I feel like hard knocks helps players in a lot of ways. I mean, we have people here at ESPN. Harry Douglas was on hard knocks, right? He, he had a whole scuffle on hard knocks when he was on the Falcons years ago, back in, I think 2014, he was on hard knocks and look at him now, an entire career here. (laughs) in front of a camera and behind a mic at ESPN. Like a lot of these guys do show us their personality on hard knocks. And eventually it leads to a career in the media. I feel like I'd embrace it if I was a player. I mean, you have no chance. You have no choice to right now to embrace it. But like also, I guess, you know, just trying to, there there are always challenges and issues for every team on a championship run. We had just got done talking about golden state and the Jordan pool situation. Now, granted the way that got out, a lot of questions about the way that was leaked and if that was leaked at all, how that got out. Um, but like if I can minimize those stories, those stories and not make them bigger than what they actually are, because every team goes through challenges or they go through fights or they go through arguments. But when those things happen in front of cameras or if they don't happen, they become suppressed and you don't get a chance to deal with things head on. And I've seen some of the disadvantages of that. Like Duke was, Never a hard knocks, but it was similar. Cameras are always around. And I watched how Coach K insulated us from a lot of that stuff, and it helped. It paid dividends down the stretch. So 
I mean, look, potato, potato, I get it, but I, I'd much rather minimize distractions than enhance them. A lot of editing with hard knocks. That's the advantage there True. for the team. There's a lot of editing, maybe a disadvantage for the viewer, uh, but certainly for the team. That is that is absolutely helpful. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio, Amber Wilson and Jay Williams hanging out with you. Could Saquon Barkley sitting out some regular season games be a blessing in disguise for the Giants? ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is ESPN Radio. So, Amber, I, let, let me, because... I was just going to say, technically, they are up against a clock. Yes. They have until 4 p.m. Monday. Like, that is the clock for them to reach a deal with Barkley. That's all I would say. And by the way, <laughs> Go I, I'm going to be with Saquon Barkley on Tuesday at his golf charity outing. So look for a full story on Wednesday when I come back in, because obviously we're going to talk about it. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you a question, Amber, because I'm curious what you would do if you're Joe Shane and company, okay? So... Uh, let's just talk about Saquon Barkley for one second. Led the Giants in rush yards this past season. Led the Giants in rush attempts. Uh, led the Giants in pass targets at 76. The next closest was Darius Slayton at 71. Tied for most catches with Richie James at 57, okay? Um, if if they aren't able, let's say he did sit out the season. Let's say he went there, Amber, and you weren't able to sign a guy like a Dalvin Cook or a Zeke Elliott to fill in that role. Now you have a guy like Brita, who's going to fill in that role from the Giants, he becomes your running back number one, right? If that's the case, how the hell are you truly supposed to evaluate Daniel Jones? Well, exactly. That's the problem that you're running into, which is why if I'm the Giants, I'm feeling a little bit more pressure to figure something out here with Barkley. But at the same time, you don't want to overpay for that position. And you don't really want to lock up that position because we've seen at the running back position, they end up being indispensable. And Saquon Barkley at 26 years old, I mean, 26 ain't, old by any other standards in the history of humanity, Jay, except for the running back standard, right? Like that's the reality of it because these guys, you get them on a rookie deal and then you get rid of them. I think that's the pattern that we're finding out in the NFL. It's brutal. We're talking about a player in Saquon. You just mentioned what he did for the Giants. I mean, in terms of the NFL, he finished fourth in the NFL with rushing yards and touchdowns last season at his position. This is one of the best running backs in the NFL. And yet we're talking about 
Should they even give him a deal? Should he sign the franchise tender? It's just the situation with the running back position. And it's a bad one if you're playing running back in the NFL. Saquon deserves better. He's not going to get better because of the realities of that situation. But you're right. Daniel Jones also, frankly, deserves better. Because how can you evaluate what you have in Daniel Jones if you're not giving him the proper help? He's a quarterback that does need the proper help in the backfield. He has had the proper help in the backfield up to this point. This would be damaging, I think, to the future of Daniel Jones as well, unless you can figure out a second option. And you mentioned some of the names. There are some second options out there. You know, and I I like Matt Breida. I I think he has a chance to be talented. Do I like him the way I like Saquon Barkley? No way in hell, Amber. No way in hell. I mean, this is a generational talent. And granted, last year was the first year he stayed healthy in a while, but you saw what the production on the field was. And not just the production on the field. Like, there's no question to me, Amber, about who the leader in that locker room is. Like, people believe in Daniel Jones, but it feels like the heart and the soul of this team is Saquon Barkley. And when you think about Daniel Jones, look, cut down on his turnovers last year, I think had a really good year, deserving of the money. But at the same time, I don't want him throwing or slinging the football 40, 45 times a game. I I don't want that. Right. Like, it makes you a one-dimensional offense. And as much as I think Brian Dable is one hell of a coach, you can't pull a rabbit out of hat and create something that's not really there. So you need Saquon Barkley on the field, especially with the way he catches the ball out of the backfield. You need him. The reality is, though, you do need him. But Daniel Jones ain't going anywhere if he That's has a true. rough season because Saquon sits out for the season, right? I mean, he's locked in. You, you, he just signed a four-year, $82 million deal. 82 fully guaranteed. 36 of that is a signing bonus that he got right away. I mean, it's a good time to be Daniel Jones in terms of his bank account, and it's not dependent on what happens here this next upcoming season. Now, we know those conversations, of course, can shift over time, and there will be scrutiny of Daniel Jones because people weren't even all in on Daniel Jones before he got that deal. Saquon Barkley, though, he knows his position. He knows the concerns with that position, and because of that, is he going to end up signing a franchise tag that would pay him $10 million this season. Holding out does not go well for this position either. Like if he holds out for the entire season, is he going to be the same guy when he does come out on the other side one day? Or do you go ahead and you take the almost $11 million, it's a $10.9 million franchise tag. If he signs it, you take the $11 million and you figure it out after that. I'm not sure, even with the wear and tear on running backs though, if it helps him in any way to sit out a year. And I think the Giants are banking on that. Yeah, and I, I would bet that inevitably Saquon Barkley will end up playing on the franchise tag. He will not like it. Uh, I'm not saying – I don't know what that means long-term for Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants. But, you know, with the way you hear people talking about running backs, I, once again, I hear you uh, and I hear what people are saying as it relates to, well, you can find these guys, B.J. Robinson, you know, like they're, they're out there. But once again, like for what he provides this team, like he is the spirit of this team. And there's no doubt. So until we find another spirit, I, I, you know, you start. That's a, that's a, that's a pretty big. You're playing with fire there. That's a risk there that you're you're putting on the line. Now there are reports circulating out there that there's the rumors that the Giants did offer him 13 million a year and he wanted 16 million a year and Saquon is denied some of those numbers. I mean, the reality is that whatever the Giants have offered isn't what Saquon clearly wants, or we'd already have a deal in place. And we have been reporting that the two sides aren't even close at this point. If you're not even close and the deadline is Monday, it doesn't feel like we're going to get a deal done. But I'm a little surprised because of the trajectory. I mean, it's just one of those things. Like the running back position 
being able to digest where they are at in terms of what teams are willing to give them. It's got to be a hard pill to swallow if you're running back in the NFL because your production is there. Your importance to your team's success, frankly, is there. And yet nobody's willing to lock you in and pay you to the level that you deserve. And they are willing to do that for every other position on the field. I mean, look, speaking to a region of the of the country that you're in right now, I mean, like a guy like Dalvin Cook, you start thinking about mm-hmm. what the market price is for him. And, you know, I'm sitting there saying, well, you're from South Florida, Miami's there, but like, what is that price? And for guys, when your life expectancy isn't that great in this league, right? I don't know what the average tenure of a running back is in the league, but it can't be good. Uh, you have to hit while the market's hot, right? Like that, you have to get. I, I can't knock guys who are going for the money instead of it being about like, oh, you're, are you in it to win it? Because yeah, they are, but they're in it to win it for themselves individually first, and I understand that. And we had. Delvin Cook's agent on ESPN radio a couple weeks ago and he said that all the offers were on the table and they were taking their time deciding but obviously none of the offers were where they wanted to be and it's very obvious with the Delvin Cook situation he wants to play for the Miami Dolphins he's from Miami he seems to like the idea of being with that franchise and certainly they could use him the Miami Dolphins seem to want Delvin Cook services and certainly could use him and yet he ain't a Miami Dolphin yet, right? And I mean, some of that certainly is that it's the off season and people are just coming back from vacation and front offices. But the reality is, Jay, if the Dolphins had offered Delvin's team what Delvin exactly. actually was hoping to get, a deal would already be in place, I, right? I, I Amongst just, the two sides. Just it's just where we're at with running backs. When I hear when I hear general managers or I hear presidents of teams and you know, like, well, you know, people guys are coming back from vacation. That's always the line, right? Slow. I'm like, oh, if you don't get out of here with that. Like if you want to, there's no email, there's no cell phones, there's no technology these days, Jay. I don't know if you're aware. We're all so disconnected from work. Things are just a little bit slow these days. Vacation holidays, Amber. You know, we we'll take our time (laughs) on it. Stop, stop. Yes. The president of football operations, he just has no access to anything uh, while he's in Fiji. (laughs) Absolutely. A very believable story. You're right. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio, could Saquon Barkley missing some regular season games be a blessing in disguise for the New York Giants? Plus, if you want to chime into the conversation, triple eight, say ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Jay Williams hanging out with you this morning on ESPN Radio and on ESPNU. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. The New York Jets 
they're on hard knocks. Are they going to have some hard knocks this season, though? What are the expectations for that team for help with that conversation and all things NFL? We turn to Bill Barnwell, the Bill Barnwell Show, at Bill Barnwell. Bill. You want to follow him on social. This is ESPN Radio, by the way, coming to you live from Seaport, brought to you by Grey Goose. Hey, Bill, thanks for joining us. Hey, how's it going? So the Jets, how are you feeling about them as we enter this season? I'm a little skeptical of Mm. the New York Jets, I think, relative to where everybody else stands. And, of course, they went out and added Aaron Rodgers. That's going to be an upgrade. But I'm concerned about some other factors. The offensive line has some major questions, especially an offensive tackle protecting that 39-year-old quarterback. The defense, if they're healthy, they're great, but they were the healthiest defense in football last year. That's Mm. tough to keep up. They've already lost Chuck Clark, who is going to be one of their starting safeties for the entire season. And now you bring hard knocks into the fold for the New York Jets. That's going to be an offense that's going to be a work in progress early in the season with Aaron Rodgers, who has a fair to say, prickly reputation in terms of dealing with young receivers. So, no, they have Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard there to kind of be the, you know, players from the past who he's comfortable with. But I wouldn't necessarily want to have those sort of, you know, preseason, you know, maybe awkward moments captured on film. Rather have that behind closed doors if I were the Jets. You see, Amber, Bill and I are on the Mm -hmm. same page. Mm -hmm. Bill, this is exactly what I said. You just went through a laundry list (laughs) of some of the challenges that the Jets are going to have in front of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, on top of, you know, a, a, a Hall of Famer quarterback mm-hmm. who has won Super Bowl, who everybody's put the weight of the world on mm-hmm. to find out how he is going to find a rhythm with this team. And also, by the way, their first six games of the season, oh, Bills, man. Cowboys, Pats, Chiefs, Broncos, Eagles, come mm-hmm. on. Like, you wanted to minimize distractions instead of enhancing them, correct? Absolutely. And, and, and again, like... It doesn't mean that they're going to become a bad football team because they're on hard knocks. That's not how this is going to work. But it's just, you know, we know that schedule is going to be tough early in the season. For me, it's not about the Jets coming out 6-0 and or 5-1 and because that's just not going to happen. The schedule is too tough. But for me, it's can they stay afloat early in the season? Can they stay positive early in the season if they are 2-4 and four or 3-3 three and three mm. coming out of the break to get to that easier part of the schedule later on in the season? And I think adding the the factor of hard knocks into the mix where there is some added emotion, added, you know, conversation happening. I, I, I don't think that helps the Jets in terms of staying afloat and staying confident early in the year. Well, HBO and the NFL do not care <laughs> because <laughs> they are going to be on hard knocks any way that you cut it. Bill Barnwell of the Bill Barnwell Show joining us here on ESPN Radio. You mentioned the toughness of the schedule early on. Obviously, a very tough division that Aaron Rodgers finds himself in now as well. What do you make of where the Jets are going to finish in this division, Bill? It's hmm. tough. It's tough. I, I, I feel like there's two tiers to me. In the AFC East, I think the Bills and the Dolphins are in the top tier, and I think the Jets and the Patriots are in the bottom tier. Someone has to finish last. Jets were in last last season. I lean towards the Jets being there this year because I'm optimistic about the Patriots and about what Mac Jones is going to do in year three with Bill O'Brien in the fold. But, you know, if I, I wouldn't be shocked if they finished anywhere. In this division, they have Super Bowl upside if everyone's healthy and plays well, but they have so many question marks on both sides of the football that I think even adding Aaron Rodgers at quarterback isn't going to be enough to make a dramatic difference. To me, I think they're an 8-9 win football team, 
and that's probably third or fourth in the AFC East. Wow, wow, wow. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, Bill. I just want to make sure we clarify, yes. and I heard you correctly. Yes. Are you telling me that you are picking the Pats to finish ahead of the Jets in the division? Can you imagine over the last 25 years at any point being shocked that I would pick the Patriots to finish ahead of the Jets, which, by the way, they did last season. Now, granted, that was not with Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback. But, yes, I think the Patriots, the Jets made a major addition by adding Aaron Rodgers. I think the Patriots made a similarly important addition by replacing an offensive coordinating group, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, that had no real competence of what they were doing with Bill O'Brien, a good offensive coordinator, going back to his time with the Patriots years ago. So I think they both made major additions on offense, and I think the Patriots' defense is going to be every bit as good as Jets' defense. So, yeah, I'll throw the Patriots ahead of the Jets in the AFC. Bill, don't you think, though, that if the Jets finished last in the division, Mm -hmm. they didn't make the playoffs Mm -hmm. with Aaron Rodgers, aren't you talking, does somebody need to go? Like, and I hear that because it's also like, what is your window with Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely. And granted, there are a lot of younger pieces, but there's New York City will burn down the Jets if they finish last in the division, especially in a year in which seeing who Mac Jones was last year. Granted, you had guys like Joe Judge and Matt Patricia helping him as it relates to OC mm-hmm. responsibilities. And I, I get Bill O'Brien coming back now. I, I get that continuity. I understand what that is. But if you're mm-hmm. telling me that Mac Jones finishes ahead of Aaron Rodgers in this division, it feels like New York City will burn itself down. Sure does. I mean, when when has having too much faith in the Jets come back to burn Jets fans in the past? Has that ever happened? <laughs> right. Jets fans being too optimistic about, say, a Mark Sanchez or a Chad Pennington from the past? And, and again, like, of course Aaron Rodgers makes this team better. There's no question. But... I just think there's major issues here that we're not talking about. We don't talk about offensive linemen on the radio or TV. And the Patriots have a much better offensive line than the Jets do, where you have a, right, a, a tackle. You have Dwayne Brown, who's 37 years old, and you have Mekhi Becton, who's played one game over yeah. the past two seasons because Ugh. of injuries. And by the way, think about the quarterbacks in play here and what's likely to happen, just given their age, given the aging curse of NFL players. Mac Jones is in his third season. He's probably going to get better. Aaron Rodgers is 39 years old. Like, you know, obviously he's a Hall of Fame talent. He is a special player. And special didn't have players a great season last year, though, Bill. I mean, he had the finger injury. Like, you, you, you see a lot of room for improvement based upon what happened last year. Correct? Right. Absolutely. But, but again, the question is, does he improve to being a top 10 quarterback, which we know he can do? Is he a top 15 quarterback? Is he a top 20 quarterback? You know, like, there's going to be an upgrade on Zach Wilson, but to me, is the upgrade from Zach Wilson to a 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers going to counteract the questions about the offensive line, the defensive depth issues, the sort of question marks about how the the quarterback and his receivers work together early in the season? About Nathaniel Hackett, who, by the way, was brutally overmatched last yeah. year in Denver, took Russell Wilson, who had been a very good quarterback his entire career, and made him look lost uh, early in that season. Like there, There's so many issues here that I think people are not accounting for just because they're getting distracted by the Aaron Rodgers upgrade, which, again, is the most important position in sports. But there's so many issues elsewhere that I'm concerned about the Jets. A hot take there by Bill Barnwell of the Bill Barnwell Show. Of course, you can find his work all over ESPN.com as well. Let's stay in New York, Bill, but let's go over to the New York Giants. They have until 4 p.m. on Monday to reach a deal with Saquon Barkley, 
Is it going to happen? <laughs> it doesn't feel like it right now, unfortunately. I mean, Saquon Barkley's campus put out a report there today suggesting they're ready to hold out into week one and possibly mm. even longer. And, mm. I mean, you feel for Saquon. He's a great player and played well last year. He deserves mm-hmm. to get paid based on his body of work, even given the injury issues from years past. But there's just a money impasse here. The Giants can franchise Saquon Barkley for $10.1 million this year and for $12 million next year without having to make a a long-term commitment. And for Saquon Barkley, that $11 million a year average on a new deal is not going to cut it. So someone's going to have to give here if they want to get a deal done by Monday. Either Saquon Barkley is going to have to take less than he perceives to be his market value, which I think is, frankly, more than $11 million a year, or the Giants are going to have to try and make a player happy in terms of giving him more money than they have to. And That can work out really well. You can keep your locker room happy, but look at Todd Gurley, for an example. The Rams paid him earlier than they had to, gave him way more than they would have going year to year, and that ended up being a disastrous contract for that franchise. So love the player, and certainly I think the Giants need Saquon Barkley, but I just have questions that they're going to get the money right between the two of them between now and Monday. Real quick, Bill, what is his market value? Is that around 14, 15 a year? I think think so. I think if he was a free agent in March, he'd get that, but... There's just not a lot of teams who want to pay running backs that kind of money at this this point, this juncture in NFL history. So I think he has that talent and that difference-making ability, but there's just not that many teams who want to pay that much for star running backs. It is not a great time in the NFL, frankly, to be a running back. And Saquon Barkley, one of the best in the NFL, but maybe not going to be paid like it. Bill Barnwell, you can check him out on the Bill Barnwell Show. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Thanks so Bill. much. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio and on ESPNU, the NBA win totals are out. We're going to tell you if your team will win more or less games than expected. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is ESPN Radio. What's up? Yes, we are original on the show. We do real (laughs) or not real. And today, we're going to do real or not real. This team will win more games than what Caesars has for their win total. Amber, real quick though. Amber, Nuno. We don't call him Nuno. We call him Nunito. Oh. Nunito. Yeah. Is there a story behind Nunito that that you want to share? Got it. All right. I've noticed that Jay, like, he can't just say, Amber, by the end of the show, you might be A.W., I'm surprised. Right. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, my mother, a dub. My mother, my mother, my mother was a dub. What's wrong with that? What are you a saying, Nunito? Hey, hey, right. Will. Rest in peace, mom. All right. What are you <laughs> saying? All right. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Now you got mom jokes, Nunito. <laughs> All right. <laughs> see, see what happens on the show. Love blows, <laughs> Amber. Hey, yo. Oh, I'm. Oh, oh I am blows, fully, A-dub. fully aware. Right. I have been experiencing music, it the last couple of weeks. There I love it. All right. So Celtics. 
Real or not real, Jay, they will win more than 54 and a half games next year. They won 57 last season. I, I, I am, I'm kind of worried about the Celtics losing Grant Williams, losing Marcus Smart. You know, Amber, we were just talking about, um, excuse me, A-Dub. We were just talking <laughs> about Saquon Barkley and his camp. We had Bill Barnell, Barnwell on talking about the fact that if he decides to sit out game one or more into the rest of the season, you worry about that as a Giants fan because he's the heart and soul. Marcus Smart. Grant Williams, like they were the heart and soul of this team. I mean, damn, Grant Williams was the only guy that stood up to Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. right? Like wanted to fight him, was willing to go that round. So I, I, I might, I need to see it before I can believe it all the way. I might say under this season because of that toughness, unless Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum really step up. They were the dogs, right? They yes. brought the grit to that team. I feel like nobody freaked out about it until actually the departure of Grant Williams. Like Marcus Smart was really, I think you could argue, the glue that held that team together. And yet when Marcus Smart departs the Celtics, everyone's like, okay, because of course you have Kristaps Porzingis come in. Everyone's excited about that option. But then when Grant Williams, and Grant Williams is a cap casualty. I mean, that's what that was. That was new CBA. That was the Celtics trying to save some money. They don't want to go up into the second apron. And yet I feel like now people are freaking out about the toughness of this team. I get it. I do think, though, Kristaps Porzingis is a huge addition to this team. I think what they will be able to do in terms of spacing the floor, what they'll be able to do in terms of just the rotation generally. I mean, they can do so many different things with size now because of Kristaps Porzingis. And then low-key coming off of the best season of his entire career. None of us were watching because he was in Washington, but he's playing at the height of his game. So I actually think that I would go over here. Just want to see him stay healthy. You know, last year was one of the first years he was True. healthy. I want Fair. to see I want to see Porzingis stay healthy. No, no. No, no, Nunita. 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 All right. <laughs> real or not real, the Suns would will, will win more than 51 and a half games, Jay. 45 wins last season. Western Conference is up there. They better win more than 51 and a half games. I'm taking it over. I mean, I love the moves that they made uh, in this offseason free agency, Amber. We've talked about we talked about that to exhaustion, right? But the, the fact that you have Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Aiton, and Bradley Beal on the same team with some of the pieces they were able to pick up. This team better win over 51 and a half games. Yes. I mean, you've got Aiton for now on that team. But yes, I agree with you. I mean, just the core alone that you mentioned in the addition, of course, of Bradley Beal, they should be able to win over 50 and a half. I think that that's or 51 and a half. I think that's a reasonable expectation, a lofty expectation, but a reasonable one. When you consider the names on that team, what they did in the offseason, I mean, there was only so much the Suns could do in free agency. They knocked it out of the park. It's not the splashy names. They already had the splashy names on this roster but they did what they could with the lack of flexibility that they still had remaining. This should be a Phoenix Suns team that's deeper than we were initially saying because they actually were able to get back some of that depth with the moves that they made in free agency. So I'll go over. And by the way, the the Denver Nuggets, the only team last year in the Western Conference to win more than 51 and a half games, last mm-hmm. season, which is kind of yeah. like it makes you pause for a second because of the just the parity in the conference. But still, I mean, you're going to have high expectations with those four names that I just made mention of. Same with you. All right. You know what I just realized in bad producing by me? Uh, 
and we would have caught this if you know my support staff would have showed up a little earlier. Oh, you're blaming oh, them? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Aren't you the executive producer of the oh, show? Yeah, you're blaming is, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Under the bus. Uh, yeah. So this is actually take it or shake it. So yeah, it's hit the open for me. Take it or shake it. Take it or shake it. Take it or shake it. Come on, coach. Like, again, it's very play. unique yeah, and entirely it. different from real or well, not yes, real. Yes, exactly. So Take It or Shake It is brought to you by Granger. <laughs> so, different sponsor and everything. Yes. Damn. So, so, Jay, Take It or Shake It that the 76ers will win more than wow. 50 and a half games. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say not real. Look, this. I'm going to say Shake It. I can't shake remember it. what shake game it, we're playing. It. Damn it, Nunito. Like, shake it. Shake it. Shake, there, it's, it's the music. There, see, yeah, it's the music. Just remind, It brings me right back. Uh, I'll say shake it, Amber. I, I, I have a feeling that James Harden will be on the roster. He will be forced to play. I, I think James Harden will end up doing the right thing because of the relationships he has with Joel Embiid, because of having Pat Bev now on this team, because of having P.J. Tucker I'm just not sure James Harden will be willing to accept the role that I think will be conducive to the 76ers being a team I think they could be. In order for them to do that, Tyrese Maxey needs to be the guy, which in order for him to be the guy, the ball needs to be in his hands all the time. Now, I knew I know their new head coach is going to try to make that happen, but James Harden's unwillingness to allow that to happen, that's what's that question here. That's why I will take the under. It's funny, the sentence you just uttered when you said James Harden will do the right thing. Uh, I don't know if that's something that has been said often throughout James Harden's career. James Harden is going to do the James Harden thing, right? And yes, right now he's at the mercy of the 76ers and Daryl Morey certainly taking his time in moving James Harden. I do think James Harden eventually gets moved. I don't think he's on this Sixers team. I do think Maxi needs to be the guy in that scenario. I don't feel like James Harden's going to be a good fit on this roster anymore because of that and just the turmoil that's been caused there and because he doesn't seem to want to be there anymore in Philly. I'll say shake it. Shake it. I think that's the game. That is the game. Okay, sure. I think think I'll say shake it. Yes, Amber, I haven't can you say utter again? I mean, the way utter. You, you really, yeah, you really got the utter. I really enunciated. Enunciated. Utter. You enunciated the word. Enunciated. Enunciated. Yeah, enunciated. Take it. I got the four this morning. That's payback, <laughs> Amber. Right, settle down. Well, with supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. The Are Knicks. we playing real or not real? Are we no, playing. Uh, take it or shake it. Take it or shake it. The Knicks. Brought Take to you by our friends at Granger. Jay, <laughs> they will win more than 45 and a half games. <sighs> Shake it. Yeah, boo. Shake it. Shake I, it. I, I mean, they won 47 last year. Yeah. 47 last year and they had a good year. Right? Like, I, I, I look at the lack of moves made in the offseason. And as much as I love Jay Wright, you know, Jay Wright was the coach, um, you know, Several years ago, everybody's like, oh, he never wins it. And then all of a sudden, he won multiple championships. And we're talking about him as one of the greatest coaches in college basketball history. And now that you have the Villanova holy trio, right, between Jalen Brunson and you have Dante DiVincenzo, you have the whole, you have the whole squad together, Josh Hart. They're back. They're reunited. The toughness, the grit is there. But is it enough to get you over 45 wins? No. All right, so 45.5, I'll shake it. I'll take the under.
I mean, 47 last season. Can they do it again? They were right there. I think they'll be right around there. Not everybody can win, right? This is not a stacked East, though, like it was a stacked West. I think I'll shake it because it's the New York Knicks. Coming up next, in the most surprising news of the night, LeBron is apparently going to play basketball next season. He is? This is ESPN Radio. More next.